So this podcast is different. I got a new setup in the office. I got myself some clear HD microphones. I got some cool stuff. And it's all because I have a job. Not because I'm getting paid from this podcast. But I decided to do something a little different because I'm feeling a little bit more professional today. I'm feeling a little bit more rigorous. I feel like I can, you know, just spread my wings and fly. So this podcast is going to be several segments. It's going to give you some different cosmetically uh, altering aesthetics. Tell me if you enjoy them. And more importantly, we're going to cover things politically, apolitically, and we're going to talk about aliens a little bit. Please share my podcast. Please tell your family, tell your friends, tell everybody. I need the followers. Like I said, every share, every dollar I make from this podcast has and will remain for the people, by the people. I do not intend on making any money on these podcasts unless I become like the next you know, not Anderson Cooper. So please enjoy. Hello, this is fair. Check this out. And that's not an exaggeration. That is a literal, that's literally true. If you send John and the Reverend to Washington, those $2,000 dollar checks will go out the door restoring hope and decency and honor for so many people who are struggling right now. And if you send Senators Purdue and Loeffler back to Washington, those checks will never get there. It's just that simple. So what happened in January was a contested election. And I'm not going to go down the political-centric explanation as to how that works. But what I think we understand is that the Democrat Party had every opportunity to win this election and won it because President Biden basically held up a $2,000 check in front of a bunch of minority voters in Atlanta and told them that he was for them, that he represented them, and that if he got the support he needed by his constituents in Washington, meaning he got the representation necessary to pass a bill that the American people would see a $2,000 check. Within three weeks of this speech, and this speech was done on the day of the elections in Georgia, so it was in January, Biden then says he's trying to be a centrist. He's trying to be a moderate. He wants to lean across the aisle and touch with the hand of God. He's bestowing his executive powers. Instead of making it a $2,000 check, he wants it to be a $1,400 check. Now, Republicans are saying that they want it to go on a debit card because analysts say that People that are in my tax bracket and higher simply don't need it, are using it or saving it in the wrong areas, and that it will not stimulate the economy. When has it ever been about stimulating the economy, Biden? Analysts? Congressmen and women? I mean, I personally am against the stimulus in general. 
But let me be clear. What happened here was illegal. He's paying for votes on a massive scale. And not only do I think we, as a people, will not see what was guaranteed to the American people for this election, I think what we're going to witness now is who's got the power in the Senate. Technically, the Democrats lean to the left on that one. They have the filibuster power to basically shut the Republicans up for the next two years. Who has the power in the House? Oh, the Dems. And now you have this Botoxed-looking lizard man standing on podiums around the country touting of $2,000 checks like he's Willy Wonka and failing to deliver even on that. For me, this is fundamental to our democracy that we call this out when we see it. It isn't as if Biden just pulled this out of his ass. This is something that the Dems have been using for decades. Oh, you're out of work? Aw. Here's it. Here's unemployment. Here's an extension. Here's some food stamps. Here's some WIC. Here's some other programs. Here's some affordable housing. Here's some free grant money to go to college. And yet, despite all of those programs, we still have a tremendous gap between the lower and middle classes in this country, unlike anything we've ever seen. This isn't supposed to be a serious podcast i'm trying to keep it light but let's be honest here los angeles is is just nothing more than a tent city at this point it looks like haiti in some areas not to say that haiti's not capable of being a beautiful place but let's be, face it there aren't a lot of people living comfortably in haiti folks portland oregon seattle these hyper left-wing states people are moving out My mother today told me that she and her husband are going to relocate to their to my mom's original home and that she needed help moving. And I was thinking to myself, why don't you just get movers? They're like two grand. They drive 30 miles from your house. They'll help you move your stuff. It's super easy and convenient. And it might be just easier on you, right? But then... This spurred all these other feelings about moving. People from California moving to Arizona where my family now resides. And people moving from Oregon and moving to Texas. And I have I have to really ponder these things. Like people from New York and the upper New England states who have been just cracked down on moving down south to Florida and Tennessee and North Carolina. It's more affordable. The laws are a little bit more relaxed. You get a little bit more freedom. Oh, and by the way, the taxes are just phenomenal. But then these people flee these states. My wife's best friend left Pennsylvania to move to North Carolina because it's so beautiful and it's so cheap. It's so cheap to live there because the people who have lived there for decades have made the right call in life and have not relied on the government teat 
to pay for their way. Of course, it's got to get paid for somehow. Of course. So Biden makes these incredible promises. Another fun fact. Over $200 million in dark money was channeled right through the Biden campaign. Dark money means we don't know where it comes from, folks. And we should be questioning these things, even if it were Trump that was in office. Like, where is the money coming from? These people that voted for Biden because they were promised a $2,000 check should be questioning these things. Shouldn't they? So I'm going to end this segment pretty loud and clear. I hope you guys understand where I'm going with this. Whether you're a left, centrist, or right makes no difference. Whatever you identify as is on you. But if you're not intelligent enough to understand your surroundings and understand what we are facing in this country, it's very clear. It's a war of classes in this country. We have people around the world on Wall Street bets on Reddit's pages buying up GameStop. GameStop stock, sorry. Buying up AMC stock, BlackBerry stock, just to name a few. In order to hurt the shorts on Wall Street. The hedge fund investors lost billions of dollars on these attacks. And it was a military strike of precision. Because it took a lot of position in those companies to jack the price up on those shares and what it ultimately did was expose the fraud that is our country we have a beautiful country but the politics our government and the way corporate america is allowed to just blindly move through the shadows without any kind of regulation or oversight or any kind of accountability is why we sit here and have these conversations. I'm not coming after them. Nobody's going after these people. But we have to have some logical understanding of how the world works and the dynamic that it is. You can't sit on the far right of a conversation and expect to be taken seriously, just as if you are AOC on the far left making incredible accusations. Oh, by the way, she has a tax-the-rich shirt which she is selling currently on her AOC webpage for $75 plus shipping. If that ain't a racket, I don't know what is. If that ain't capitalism, I don't know what is. A socialist just screaming to come out and be a venture capitalist. Who knew that she would be the one? So question these things. It's important. Before I end this segment, please share the podcast. I'd greatly appreciate it. I'm upgrading as we speak. I hope you enjoy the sound. I will be back in a minute. All right, check this segment out. Aliens exist and President Trump knows about it. That's according to Israel's former space security chief. In an interview with an Israeli newspaper, he said, the aliens have been waiting until today for humanity to develop and reach a stage where we will understand in general what space and spaceships are. 
NBC News Chief Global Correspondent Bill Neely explains this one. Hi, Alison. Well, this is quite a story, and it comes from the man who headed Israel's space security program for nearly 30 years. Chaim Eshed is making the extraordinary claim that the United States and Israel have been in contact with a group of aliens for years, not immigrants, but extraterrestrials. He has called them the Galactic Federation of Aliens, and he says President Trump is aware of the existence of these aliens and had been on the verge of revealing their secrets, he claims, but was asked not to do so by the Federation in order to prevent what he calls mass hysteria. <laughs> what? What? This is incredible. By the way, this is from NBC News. And this is circa what? Several months ago? No, this is December 9th. So this is like a month and some change. I wouldn't be surprised if there were in fact aliens among us. I, I wouldn't necessarily be incredibly surprised, but I'd be surprised maybe a little bit. Okay, maybe I'd be maybe I'd be just a little bit surprised. But if I'm an alien, seriously, and I'm watching this soap opera take place in the world, I don't know if I want to introduce myself to such an unstable species. What about those son of a bitches that are actually taking this shit seriously? Like these, there are flat earthers right now listening to this exact clip of aliens talking to Trump. You think for one second that if Trump knew there were aliens, he wouldn't have tweeted it before his Twitter was closed down? Bro, nobody's talking to aliens. All right. One, like I said, the aliens don't want to have, they don't have shit to do with us until we at least develop hyperspeed, right? Like we can at least get to Mars in like 10 minutes. Until that time, we're like on a pinto trying to get to the moon. It's pathetic. We're running off gas. I mean, the actual, the, the gumption that we actually are a species worthy of talking to a superior entity like aliens, give me a break. And and the fact that Trump, if he, that he's actually having conversations, horrible representation. I'm sorry, if you are a Republican listening to this podcast, I'm not trying to bash Trump, but Christ. Could you imagine? Listen, the world is such an amazing, fabulous place. I absolutely have to tell you to come here. We have lots of venture capital. You know, I just don't take it very seriously. And that, the fact that the news actually took the time to explain it. And what makes it worse is Yidiot, a damn idiot, by the way, the Israeli space security chief, is making these accusations. Don't you lose a little credibility in your branch when you got guys like this just speaking nonsense? But despite all that, we do have some real questions. The FBI released information last year that said that, listen, there are unidentified flying objects that we encounter constantly, and we don't know what the hell they are. Maybe we're just a computer simulation, or even worse, we are like an ant farm to these aliens. Just add a little bit of water and see what happens. Hey, let's Let's raise the temperature just a fraction of a degree and see what they do. Whenever you get cognitive creatures like humans invested in the earth and we're aware, self-aware, you know, that, that's got to be scary.
because that's a part of the brain that actually thinks it's important enough to get credit from aliens. And dear aliens, if you somehow come across this podcast, please share my podcast. I greatly appreciate it. I can't imagine the following I would get if you galactically shared this thing across the specter. I'm sure they would just love the representation of humanoids just ranting for countless amounts of time about nothing really important. I bet this pandemic's got to be comical. I bet the last three stupid wars we've been in have been hilarious. I bet Bill Clinton's blowjob has been amazing to watch for these aliens. God, I would not want to touch us with a 10-foot pole if I was an alien. I'm just going to be honest with you. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. We're just not. It's comical. So I thought that this clip was funny. I'm just waiting for more information on this. But as tight-lipped as the Biden administration has been over the last couple weeks, I highly doubt we will hear anything else about aliens and I think maybe, just maybe, the FBI came out and addressed this, just like everybody else, because they thought it was plausible Trump could remain in office. And this might be the one domino that needs to fall before humanity finally just goes ape shit bananas. And like this guy said, goes completely berserk because it could create a complete rift amongst religious factions, cause civil unrest and all kinds of crap. And do aliens really look like that? I mean, such a horrible stereotype. Big head, big beady eyes, no nostrils. I don't know. Bizarre. So that's a fun segment. Um, please stick by. I've got one more little snippet. Amid draconian shutdown orders, a number of Silicon Valley companies, as we were just saying, uh, HP, Oracle, Tesla are leaving the Bay Area for Texas. For years, politicians have assumed that unrelenting growth is a good strategy. But could having more Californians backfire on Texas? Governor Greg Abbott joined Tucker to talk about it. Governor, thanks so much for coming on. First, congratulations. Such an obvious success story. People are leaving California. They can go to 49 other places. They're coming to your state. That is an endorsement of the way you're running it, obviously. So sincere congratulations. But I do have a question. We've seen this across the country where people flee a collapsing, crummy state and then wreck the state they go to. Are you worried? It's a totally sincere question that all these Californians will bring their values and degrade the state of Texas. Tucker, this is the number one question I get from fellow Texans all the time when they see all of these headquarters relocate from California to Texas. And I have great news for them. And that is these relocations are not going to change the politics in Texas. And we have mathematical proof for it. Please share. Two years ago, I was on the ballot at the same time that Ted Cruz and Beto O'Rourke were on the ballot. We did an exit poll asking people after they left the polls, did you vote for Ted Cruz or did you vote for Beto O'Rourke? And then we asked him, have you moved from California or are you native born Texan? The results of that poll showed that 58% of the people who moved from California voted for Ted Cruz. Interestingly, that almost identically matches a separate poll that was taken, uh, also an exit poll from that same election that showed that 57% of the people who moved from California 
voted for Ted Cruz, and both of those polls match a study that was done a couple of years before that that asked Californians that came to Texas, uh, are you conservative or are you liberal? Uh, first of all, because polls work so well. I mean, the 2016 election, the 538 and everybody else totally had Trump winning that election. 57% of the people who moved from California said they were conservative. 27% of the people who moved from California said they were liberal. And there are reasons for this, Tuck. Again, why are we doing these polls? My wife was asked to do one of these polls when she voted after Trump. They totally bypassed me, by the way. They go, we only ask for women. Um, Again, these polls are in a vacuum. I mean, you can't even begin to assert assumptions. That's a double negative, isn't it? You cannot assume that these people aren't coming from these very liberal states. And yeah, of course. they're Sure, they're, they'll vote Republican once because they left and they, they're pissed, maybe. But continuing to vote Republican in a state that is very purple... Uh, and that is that if people like big government, if they like high taxes, if they like uh, more regulations, they're going to stay in California. And the last place they would come to is the state of Texas. But Tucker, I need to add this because I talk to CEOs every single week and I listen to their concerns, whether they're coming from California or New York or some other state. And they've added a new reason this year why they're coming to the state of Texas and leaving these other states transgenders and that is because of the lack of policing in these other states you see these movements to ban police or defund police whatever they want to call it in texas we're talking about defending police not defunding not defunding police we will support law enforcement in texas you know businesses they wait, can wait, 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 may, I, may i interrupt you may i interrupt you because I, I think you make really strong points those are clearly true. But there's another factor that's never considered. Texas is a great place in part because it's a very religious state. No one ever says that, but you go to the evangelicals, Dallas, and, you know, people are doing Bible study at Starbucks. Seriously? Bible studies in Starbucks? Wow, how inclusive Starbucks has become. The truth is there are massive cultural differences. You're getting a lot of people with left-wing social values moving into your state. They've already completely wrecked Austin, as you well know. Which is kind of true. I mean, Austin's a fun place to go, but the reason why Austin can be Austin is because the rest of the state's allowed to remain Texas. You're not concerned about that? I'm not, again, in part because of the studies and also in part because of the thousands of Californians uh, that I have personally dealt with that have come to the state of Texas. Name them. All thousands. I want every single name, Governor Abbott. You don't know these people? Come on, man. It's the Californians that they, they believe in God. They believe in guns. And they are so excited about coming to the state of Texas and, and getting a gun. That <laughs> They're so excited to come to Texas just so they can get a gun. This is insane. The, I'm looking at Tucker's face, and it's always the same on these damn shows. But for Christ's sake, are you kidding me right now? They're coming to Texas. Because they want to buy a gun. 
that they couldn't have in California. And so it's the people who want to re-engage with their faith, the people who want to have guns, or the people who believe in fossil fuel. And they're trying to get away from uh, the hostile positions of California against uh, all of those issues. And you know what it is? These people are coming to California because they want to buy a Jeep Wrangler and buy an AR-15, Tucker. Why don't you just say that? And so there is a reason why they're coming here. But also remember this, Tucker, there are some people who are actually leaving Texas and going to California. So we, we have a kind of a trade deal going here. The, the liberals are leaving Texas, and the conservatives are coming from California oh. to Texas. <laughs> I hope that's true. I should say, in the interest of full disclosure, I am from California. I'd be very Precisely. wary of letting people like me in. <laughs> but good luck. We're certainly, if Texas goes, then we're done. So please. Oh, we are done. And and fundamentally, I think the Republican Party is done. And I'm going to close on this. There is no way that Texas remains a red state in eight years. And I'll tell you why. The Latino population is historically 30% conservative, 70% Democrat, and has been like that since the 80s. And that might trend in another direction if somehow they start copying Florida's business model, which is um, a bunch of Cubans that know what communism looks like and is anti-liberal progressive socialism. So if Texas can somehow kind of melt those two together, maybe. But, you know, to, to Governor Abbott's point, like the fact that you are going into these election polls and you're getting this raw data from a very small sample set and asserting this, like this dude's getting paid. All right, this guy I'm looking at with this big, wrinkly, old, gray, 65-year-old, masculine-looking face, he's getting paid. And most governors in the state of Texas have historically been centrist. So we can't assume that California isn't going to become Texas. I bought my mom a sticker that said, do not California, my Arizona. Don't California, my Texas. Not Everybody wants to be California. And is that okay? Ultimately, what's going to happen is that the, the third biggest state in the country, based on its electoral college, no, second largest state in terms of its electoral college, and the third largest state, isn't it Alaska, California, then Texas? Um, once that goes blue, the Republican Party, as we know it, is going to go on a sabbatical for a while until they get their shit together because Dan Crenshaw, as much as I love Dan is anti-weed and the Republican party. If that is your, if, if that's your young hip Republican Navy seal dude, missing an eyeball kind of badass like John McCain. Um, if he's your guy and he doesn't believe in a progressive stance in weed when it's like 80% uh, has an 80% approval rating, how do you intend on competing on these platforms that the Democrats, like we just said in a prior a prior segment, Biden can promise anything to these fucks and they'll just go vote. They will just go vote and they can do that because this dream of just getting a free lunch continues with the Democrat Party. So the Republicans have to stand on something. They have to create a party of inclusion. They have to create a party of tolerance. And until they do that, folks, I really don't see the Republican Party holding on for very much longer until it gets its stuff together. But you know what? History has shown that I am capable of being wrong. All right. 
Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It's a little different, right? You like the segments? You like the different differentiations? Well, I hope you enjoy. Have a good one. Everybody love everybody.